everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! guys but um since the stanley cup has been awarded and the awards are done and the draft is done and free agency is done um all of the hockey content is gone like if you go on xm it's all replays it's it's all interviews of last season everything so for our listeners who are maybe over the course of the next uh you know eight weeks or so jonesing for a little bit of content we will be here all summer long right up through the entire season so you will get your fill of uncle puckers we're not going anywhere right. uh even though it's not over johnny else, it's not over that's johnny. right even though everybody else in the world of hockey is going on vacation we don't have lives we just live <laughs> to do this for you you don't have lives Chris. either that's why you're nope. listening that's right and we're the uncle puckers uh bobby pennsylvania dan martin i'm chris cole and tony wrinkle twins um, how you guys doing? <laughs> so we got a fun show today. We're uh, going to go over our. Each of us have put together a list of our opinion of the fo- five most important devils for this upcoming season. Plus, we have the devil you know and whatever else comes to mind. So, what's up, guys? How's everybody? Good, man. How you good. Doing well. Bobby, how's it doing over there? It's good. Yeah, yeah, Bobby. Bobby, you feeling it? Well, a toe up. We had a, we had a pool party, which oh, was good. Man. But then nice. the rains came, so we had nothing else to do but kind of sit inside and, you know, have a beer. Drink. Maybe two. <laughs> maybe maybe five. I'm not sure. So I will yeah. do my best tonight for you guys, and uh, we're going to roll yeah. from there. All yeah, right. I wanted to have you guys. You know, today I went to my – I'm just going to – I'm not even actually going to – I went to my, my wife's family's house for a barbecue, right? And I oh, fucking – Lithuanian barbecue. Lithuanian, which is awesome. Yeah, the food's great. Yeah. And stuff, but... What do they do? What do they like to barbecue over there? Uh, a lot of meat, man. There's a lot of like, you know, a, good thing a lot of pork, a lot of like, uh, yeah. shalika is like a famous, like, basically it's like an American kebab. Like we use, I was going to say take, kebabs, right? Yeah. Well, they call kebabs. kebabs, the Turkish kebabs here is what they call kebabs. But, okay. uh, so it's like, yeah, kind of, but you Our know, kebab is drunk. Yeah. <laughs> that kebab is, he went to a swimming pool. Look at that party. smile. Okay. Yeah, I cannot we, confirm nor deny this. We, we, we can't see each other. So, yeah. Um, no, but do you, do you guys, I fucking hate eating outside. I'm sitting there, right? And I'm watching you don't like eating outside. They bring the bugs? The food out. The bugs? Dude, they bring the food out like a half an hour early. I love these people, right? Great people. Put yeah. all this food out. And I am watching my daughter. For some reason, you know, when you're, as you guys know who have kids, I'm always watching my kids' cartoons with them. So my daughter is obsessed with Hotel Transylvania, which I got to yeah. admit, as an adult, it's pretty good. So this is like the Adam theater. Sandler movie? movie. Yeah, yeah. Or David is it now a series? Is that what it is? Like, is, yeah. is she watching like a new generation? It's a series? No, no. She's or... watching. She's like hooked on she's the She's watching the movie. OG Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Hotel Trends. Okay, gotcha. Which is entertaining, yeah. you know, but there's this, there's this scene where this fly is like teaching these fucking other things, monsters, yoga. And he vomits in his hand, right? And like, yeah. I'm sitting there and because of this cartoon I'm watching these flies basically fuck the food in front of me Cheetos are getting yeah. fucking sawed they fuck on. each other on your Cheeto you're like watching the flies go at it and everyone's All like the and they say Valgit which means eat they're like Valgit Tony Valgit and I just cannot get this fucking image of this like, fly yeah. pooping in its hand <laughs> I mean dude I hate eating out Valgit Valgit sounds like the word that should mean puking in your hand Valgit yeah that's yeah. one of the, the truth what, that's did, what, I what, did, what did you do this evening Mr. Martin uh, well, we went over to Point, uh, you know, uh, nearby local area to go and, you know, like have a bite to eat, a few drinks, 
the board walk around and next thing you know we're like oh shit it's 9 30 we're supposed to be on in 15 minutes so i was really concerned because you know how the bridge is this time of year sure but we we made it back in time just barely nice, nice. yes yeah. good time good time you saw yeah. the point pleasant boardwalk area dan yeah 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 it honestly point so fucking annoying there's like the worst people at point it's the worst people but, you know, you know the, like, I don't mean the locals. I'm just mean this time of year. It's time to well, Yeah, I mean, if you go anywhere this time of year, you're going to yeah. have a bunch of assholes. You know, it's, yeah. you Point gets a special a, breed of asshole, though, honestly. Sure. We had, uh, we were talking about when Jack Hughes was DJing on the Jersey Shore, and Tony had brought yeah. that up on the last show. Did we, did we get a location on that? Yeah, yeah. And you hit it. You said, is he DJing at DJ's? And that's I figured exactly it had to be that fucking place. It was oh, at Belmar, right? He DJ's was at DJ's in Belmar, yeah. 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 Because I, I work with a couple of dudes that uh, live in Belmar, and they came in the next day. They're like, dude, Jack Hughes was in the DJ's last night. I said, yeah, I saw the pictures, or whenever it was. But yeah. uh, I, I have a question for you guys. All right. I know, like, I can speak for, you know, me and Dan and and Bobby, mostly me and Bobby, I can definitely speak for. You know, we're all big Indiana Jones fans, super fans, oh, yeah, super, uh, yeah. Star Wars fans, all that. Does anyone have any uh, desire to go see Indiana Jones in the Dial Not of a Destiny? Fucking one. Okay, my daughter just went to go see it, so I got a little bit of a review. And all right, she yeah. loves to review. Well, this is Evie, you know, and she loves to review movies, and she'll tell you that the movie is complete and utter shit, and it would like <laughs> made her sad. Uh, but she's like a unique person, you know. So you don't have to agree with her, but but that that was her her yeah her review good. was complete it was, shit. Yeah, it was form, formulaic. It was uh, ridiculous all at the same time, like farcical yet followed a formula, which is like mm-hmm. a bad combo. I'm not, but you know, she's kind of harsh to be honest with you. She likes P.T. Anderson movies. You know, she's I'm like not at all critical. surprised. I don't need to see like a superhero from. 40 years ago as an 80 year old yeah. trying to rope these bad guys in like I have no desire whatsoever I stopped at Temple of Doom I don't even know what that third movie was about so I oh, don't dude. need to see this fourth the or last fifth crusade or sixth, was whatever it was the last crusade was 10 times better than Temple of Doom the last crusade yeah. was not really my good. 13 year old eyes and that's where I saw it was alright it was alright I, I liked the last crusade I saw that I saw like Connery two, you know? I saw that like two or three times in the movie theater when it came out when we were yeah, little yeah. Um, I, but River last Phoenix night, and Sean Connery. Yeah, that's right. River Phoenix played young Indiana Jones in that. Yeah. Did a really good job too. Um, I watched like half of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull last night. It was on oh, TV. Oh, that Came one from work. So that was supposed to be the last one, right? I never saw it. They made it one should more. have never been. So they should the have aborted one. that one, right? It, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Who apparently I heard they kill off in this. They kind of give the old. Oh, is that he right? He died in Vietnam. Kind of I'd have thing. volunteered. Yeah, so so they got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I did... if you just tell me about the movie, I'm going to tell you, man, it sounds even worse than you can imagine, but I don't like, know. Like, I know there's time travel involved, and I know there's... <laughs> exactly. oh, That's what you want to skip yeah. away, but you're right. And I'm like, wait, what? And yeah. she said, like, not only was it in there, like, they made it, like, a stupid way to end the whole thing. Like, just, just dump, and I'm not going to go more than that, but... Yeah, no, I, Chris, Kingdom of Chris's Skull, I thought, like, they way jumped the shark by that. That was you know what I mean? Like, that was brutal. pretty rough. That was brutal. Definitely. Brutal. Um, and, you know, and I read a, a couple of reviews on uh, The Dial of Destiny this, today. And because, I, I mean, it's Indiana Jones, you know? It's like it's, yeah. we grew up with Indiana Jones. I remember being like six years old and seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark in the movies movie. in the theater and just being like in awe. It was the coolest movie in the dude, world to me. Dude is like 80 now. Yeah, and he's Isn't 80. Isn't crazy? 80. Like, yeah, I, doesn't that doesn't that gut punch, Bob? Like it's a gut 80? punch. He also looks yeah. like my father-in-law, so right. I don't want to see him like wrangling bad guys and all that weird wrangling shit. Wrangling Nazis, he's eighty, yeah, yes, yeah, Mel- melting faces. No, it's good. Yeah. I'm done. Exactly. I forget so, that scene with the remember the plane propeller and the big ball yes. Nazi. Oh, oh yeah, as a definitely. kid, I was like, holy. That's shit. a that's a classic scene. Um, yeah, but you know, I I have such a soft spot for Indiana Jones and then I watched Crystal Skull uh, I, I've seen it before and I, I think I saw it I think I bought it on DVD when it first wow. came out okay. and I hadn't I didn't go to the movie theater and then I, I, I saw I bought it on DVD watched it put it away to never speak of it again and it was on like <laughs> HBO I love the or commitment something. though you just dive right in and buy it I love that oh yeah I mean I'm I'm, I'm all about that you're it's a fan so you, you take yeah. it in, yeah so I bought yeah. it and I never watched it after one time and then I watched like I said half of it last night and I'm just like this is might be 
Like this is embarrassingly bad. That's yeah, how yeah. it was embarrassingly bad. And then I was reading some reviews on the Dial Destiny, and some of them were, most of them were saying exactly what Evie says that it was oh, dog really? shit. It yeah. was like, and it's really long. It's like almost three hours of dog shit. She did say that too. Um, She's like, I couldn't hours. believe that just kept oh, going but on. There shit. were a couple of reviews that were like, look, if you dug Raiders and you dug Last Crusade, you will okay. like this. That it does okay. have that cool adventure, and he's against the Nazis, and yeah. you know all the other shit. Yeah. But. I don't know. I was just wondering what you guys thought. So, Bobby, you have no desire to see it. 40 years ago? Yeah, no, I have no desire to what see it. What about Short Round? Does Short Round come back? Because the guy's in pictures <laughs> again. Tall round. Okay, yeah, Short exactly. Round, I know this for a fact. that They, they should bring him into that movie. He's not in this, but there oh, is some... Mistake. But there is, like, apparently a kid <laughs> sidekick in this one. This man is, is still old. This man's still alive <laughs> and he's in his 40s. Even, even 48 years old and he should be granted this fucking chance to do another movie with Indy before he, he croaks. I think he should do another Goonies. I think they should do a Goonies all as a I love it. I love it. That That's would be great... awesome. And okay, so just... can we do that? Yeah, James Brolin is fucking... James Brolin you know... is still around. Uh, yeah, Sean Astin is around. He's just fat. fat. Yeah, whatever. Says... And now um... he has a reason for asthma. Back then he didn't have a reason. Now he does. That's true. He, he's uh, asthmatic. He, because now he's... he's definitely asthmatic. Exactly. Um, so you got Corey Feldman. He's the Corey that lived, right? Is he still alive? I haven't seen him forever. Corey Feldman's still alive, yeah. Uh, Feldman lived. Hayne what is died. What he is dresses Corey like Michael did? Jackson. And, he has know, a bad I don't know. He's, he's like the last yeah. guy holding the candle for Michael Jackson, right? He's he like, really he, is he holding that torch, dude. You know what I think? That nobody, like, I think he's telling the truth. Like, Michael Jackson never touched him. Mm-hmm. And now he can't believe that Michael da- Jackson used to touch kids because he's like upset like why didn't he touch me right what was wrong you know with what i mean <laughs> yeah what seriously was, imagine why? the only guy the molester doesn't touch you must right. be on some level be like is something fucking wrong with me right like, oh, why uh, am I not touchable as a child i'm, I'm sorry i'm not macaulay Culkin, mike <laughs> yeah. uh you know but i do yeah. i wouldn't mind you you know moonwalking on my nuts every once in a while at least if you wanted to i'm not saying it was a good experience but that the fucking weirdo never even gave you this the jesus juice once not not even tried <laughs> That's I was going to talk to you guys about lowering our explicit rating, but yeah, it was too late. <laughs> but you know, right. you know, with Corey right, Feldman, you know. what sucks is Corey Feldman was, I thought when I was a kid, like, what, yeah. uh, final chapter, Friday the 13th, uh, Lost Boys, which I love that movie. Dream a little dream. That girl in that movie was so hot. Yeah, but they were saying pretty. Corey Feldman on the Lost Boys where he was, how old was he? What? They said he, they almost kicked him off the set because he was, he was like already coped up at that age. I mean, yeah, he was oh, probably yeah, like, happened. he was probably like 16 years old. Because yeah. both Corys were up. in the Lost Boys, yeah, um, yep. and I, I love the Lost the Frog Boys. Brothers, the fucking movie. Frog Brothers, yeah, the Frog right. Brothers, yeah. That was on the other night. Uh, I came home from work and it was on. I was watching it, but then it, it was on regular TV. And as soon as commercials come on, I flip channel. I'm like, Isn't that no, Kiefer Sutherland, right? Yeah, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, <laughs> Jason Patrick played the. Who's brother. that dude? He's like a character actor. He's in a million movies. The guy with the glasses. He was the yeah. Head vampire. I don't know his name, oh, but he yeah. played. He, he's in a million oh, things. He played Branch Ricky in the um, uh, Jesse. Uh, oh, he played the owner of the Dodgers in one of the right uh, Jesse Owens uh, story. Jesse, uh, Jesse, not Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens. Uh, Jesse, uh, <laughs> Jackie uh, Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, the other it was a breakthrough athlete. Yeah, it was a Jackie Robinson movie. He was in a bunch of shit, but I don't know his name. I yeah, like that. A ton of stuff in the eighties. Like he was yes. in everything. Yes, back he in felt the 80s. he was in. He was like somebody's angry father and everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah always, he was cool. Always played a very similar part. Could have used him. The dude on Stranger Things kind of reminds me of him. The, the Which one, one kids, uh, the one kid, uh, the fucking Mike's the brother dad? and sister. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike's dad. Mike and Nancy's like, right? dad. It, it does look like him. him a little yeah. bit. Looks yeah. like Mr. Wheeler. Yep. I can't wait for that final season, man. That's gonna be good. I, oh. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that whole series, the Stranger Things thing. I love it, and I kind of every lot, season go into it like it's gonna suck. What are we doing with these kids that are all grown up? But you know what? They they, they find a way to make it interesting every and fucking every, season. I, feel, I think every season got better, and I thought yeah. the last season was awesome. I thought you know it was. What? Who's flicking something? It's yeah, absolutely. Me. You know what they did, Dan? Was is they said how are we going to make this interesting? <laughs> they said how are we going to make this interesting? We're going to start killing people. <laughs> and they just started, did you like, ever watch Stranger Things? They, 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 yeah, they yeah, always yeah. kill people. I'm up they to killed Urban episode in the season one. They killed. Somebody else, pretty big. They were always killing people. They, you know, they had that HBO. We're gonna kill our 
you know, people right away. What show are you uh, talking about? That's Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Right? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, they killed the girl I by the. You, I thought we jumped to something else because I wasn't. I I lost track. No, like that. They, yeah, they, they they know they've been pretty brutal. Yeah, life. every year there's a big there's a big death. You know, every mm-hmm. season rather they have you know one of the main characters. Eddie was of course the last one. Eddie was um, he was sacrificed and and you Eddie know people came to love Eddie. It was a shame he was a metalhead. Uh, and then well, even that girl, they broke her in a million pieces. I don't know what's going to happen with that poor girl. She was in the hospital at the she's end. Running, she's running. She's up the hill. Last I she's saw. Running her. up a hill. Yeah. Make a deal with God. Yeah. All that didn't work shit. out. Yeah. What was her name? I don't know. Sadie Sink is her real name. Okay. I'm trying to remember what her name was on the movie. In the show. Anyway, know. we'll get into that in another time. Let's talk hockey, guys. Yeah. Hockey. Since nobody else is, that's right. Might as well do it. So we all had a little bit of homework. We were going to talk about our, our five most important devils. For this right 2324 season. <laughs> right after, after a lot of so, thought. Um, <laughs> I did give it a lot of thought, but I'm right now. This is everybody's, this is, you know, this is everybody's opinion. Go ahead, what? Five most breakout devils, not necessarily the obvious great devils. I thought well, you, you, can make your, you can make your list however you want. That these five dudes that are on your list, they need to perform. You explain why five, and God. what you gotcha. expect from them, and that's it. So we can do, I guess, uh, did you guys put them five to one? I don't know. I'm not really sure that. of my order. I got mine in, in order. It's kind of in an order, but I can go one through five. All right, so why don't we go Tony, Dan, Bobby, me, and you could start, Tone. Who would you put as your fifth? Or it just doesn't matter if you don't rank them, but, but who's your first guy on your list? I think, well, I'm gonna, I have Eric Hall on my list. I'm going to mention him because I do believe that he, as, and I was impressed with him at the end of the year last year. He had a, you know, and, um, I think with him, we need him. He's like our, one of our, obviously our veterans. But uh, I really think he needs to perform this year. And uh, I think he will. I, I said that like I was really glad they resigned him. Um, the dude, you know, he had a, he, he he was came up in the playoffs, regular season. Like we said, half the first half of the season, snake bitten, was hitting posts constantly and stuff. But I think he needs to perform this year, and I think he will. But I think he is someone who has to have a really good season for us to go far in the playoffs. I agree with that. He's not on my list, but I definitely can't argue with that. How about you, Dan? Well, not only is he, not only is he on my list. He is in the same spot. Number five, working my way up. Eric Halla is a huge, uh, you know, linchpin for the Devils here for next season. A couple reasons. He's one of their few guys with experience. Now we've actually got some new guys in the mix, and that's great. But now he's like one of the most experienced guys who's been with this team last year, which was a breakout year. So that's huge. So he's got to take even a bigger leadership role in order for his team to be successful. And yes, I think Tony kind of alluded to it. He's got to get off to a better start. He had a rough start last year, and it's fine but if this guy hits on all cylinders he is becoming a huge force for this team and that's like something to watch if he does well this team is going to have a, a great remember i look at this season as wow the rest of the league just got better too the rest of the conference and the rest of our division especially got better so we're going to have to wake the fuck up and 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 build on what we did last year eric hall is going to be a huge part of that because he has room to grow and he has like kind of like the most to give in the intangibles the experience and whatnot and I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing some Eric Hall jerseys, in, you know, on the fans this year. Because I, I just bought one today. There you go. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. But I, I would. There you go. I I, you know, I can't extra. argue with your your number five. How about you, Bob? What do you got? Uh, so, am I going with my like most important or the least of the five? You'll go least to most. Okay. If you want. So, least I guess would for me be Michael McLeod. I actually, before the Toffoli uh, signing or trade, I really thought that McLeod had the option now to go up to the third line and maybe show a little more of what he's got. He's got great hands. He's got great speed. I thought maybe a bigger role for him. But now, the way the lines are settling down, he will remain on that fourth line, which is an asset to the Devils. So I think that he can produce uh, even more than what he did last year. And if he can bring that on a fourth line role... That that can propel us, uh, you know, a few games or so. So, Mike McLeod. Uh, my, I have an honorable mention. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm sure we all can agree, and this has got to be injuries. You know, th- this team cannot be played by injuries. That's the, the biggest killer of a season. So, let's just start off the bat with no major injuries. My number five is the new guy. It's Tyler Toffoli. Um, he, coming in as a 30-plus goal scorer, 
Um, had great numbers last year. This guy is a top six guy brought in to be, uh, I would think, most likely to play with Jack Hughes to help Jack. Uh, I think him being on that line, especially in the top six, he, you know, this is a new system. This is a new, uh, different coast he's playing on. He's never played over in the East. Uh, he's got tons of pedigree. Stanley Cup is rookie year. He's had deep playoff runs. I think Tyler Toffoli and fitting into this team and being uh, successful uh, uh, playing in that top six is super important because we don't know how he's going to fit in. And to me, that's that's a big question mark. I'm sure it's going to be seamless and he's going to do great for this team, but he is extremely important. You are moving up a guy into the top six to be a very, very valuable player in this team. So my number five, Tyler Toffoli. Tone, you're up. Okay. Uh, my next guy is again a guy who did perform last year. When we all, we all, I think, basically love the dude on the team. Uh, we stole him from Pittsburgh. I feel uh, it's John Marino, and I think with Marino, I expect him to have a great season. But you know, with Severson gone, a lot of people gave Severson shit. It became a, kind of like a trend to do this eventually. But you know, we are losing some experience back there, and uh, I think Marino's a great player, and I think we need him to perform again this year, and to have that, like, to get through the playoffs and to have a chance for the Cup, I think we need a great year from him next year. Yeah, he was super important last year, and I don't think any Devil fan really expected to get what we got from Marino, so yeah, if he can do that again, uh, that would be huge, because he was the most reliable. Him and Graves were the most reliable D-line we had. Um, and it was mostly him, you know. He was a big part of it. Sorry, calm down. But uh, you know, I, <laughs> Ryan Graves is gone, and but I think Marino, yeah, he's a good one. Uh, he has to do what he did again last year. How about you, Danny? Yeah, I will definitely say Marino. And I, before Tony said it, I'll tell you what. I'll be be honest with you. I didn't even think of put him on my list because I feel like he's been so solid that I just have taken him for granted. Right. So it's worth pausing and going, wait a second, if Marino doesn't have the kind of year that we're all expecting because he's earned that kind of respect of knowing that he's just going to be there being solid, then we're in real trouble. So I'm going to say, like in a way, he should have made my list because he's such a key, important part, but he's not on my list. And uh, the next one I got, I had like two guys on my list there that I thought were maybe a little bit... Uh, you know, it could be on everybody's list. And like Bobby, I was trying to think of guys that maybe, you know, just maybe the people who are key to the team that you might not think of as the top players. But this guy's kind of flirting with that. And it's Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt, uh, let's face it, he has been uh, something that this team has been both super proud of, but also has uh, some anxiety of. Is he going to reach his full potential? And then we got reason to worry last year. You know, um, he had some periods where he was like hot and cold. He showed his promise. He was, like, on fire and did some amazing things during last year. But he also showed, like, a potential weakness. Like, will this guy show up in the playoffs? And this and So next year, like, if Bratt, like, puts to rest the critic, puts to bed the critics and just says, no, like, this is this is the Jesper Bratt you're getting. What an amazing year the Devils are in for. Because we know he's got all the talent in the world. So he's, like, so important. And I, I figured it's worth putting on this list because he just signed that big contract. He's back on the team. He's now a full-time Devil devil for life whatever you want to call it and now it's time so this is like the year that jesper bratt is we're gonna find out is he a devil for real for you know for keeps or not and uh i'm excited about that bobby so again for me i'm not coming at this from some of the top guys that i know are going to do pretty much what they've done jack hughes gave us 43 goals if he gives us 33 goals and is still the star of this team to me, that's not a downfall, so I'm not I'm not going that route. So for me, my number four, and it, I was teetering between Holtz and Foot, but I got to go with who I think would move this team ahead. It's Holtz. I think if this guy can make the team and can do what we've said he could possibly do, which is kind of be that kind of secret guy on the wing, just putting in 15, maybe 20 goals, not the greatest player in the world, but a lethal shot. If we get those goals from him, I think this pushes the needle a long way for the Devils. So my number four well, is... You know, it's a little bit like we said, right? Like, the idea of Alex Holtz is wonderful. Now we just right. need him to do it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, my number four guy, I'm going to actually skip because I'm going to piggyback. I'm going to go right to my number two guy because I want to piggyback off what Dan said about Jesper Brack because he's my number two. So I'm going to just move him to wherever. This is in no particular order. 
when it comes to Brat, Dan, you're 100% right. Like, this dude you know is going to give you, you know, 75, 80 points a year. But these inconsistent uh, times of him just going away, he disappears. Like, if this dude played and and if he was impactful throughout an entire 82-game season, he could be flirting with 100 points. He has all the skill in the world. Um, so Jesper Bratt cannot – he's got to be a lot more consistent. We can't just have, oh, did you see what Bratt did – you know, these last two weeks, and then he disappears for a month. It's got to be all year. And look, man, if this team is going to have any success in the postseason and they're going to go and win a cup, like an empty netter and garbage time is not going to be enough, dude. You have got to show up. You got to be Jesper Brett. We've seen it. Uh, he got, like you said, Dan, he finally got his money. He got his long term contract. There should be no distractions. He's in Jersey. His girl's in Jersey. He's got friends and family in Jersey. Buckle down and show us. Play. Give us ninety point season because he's fucking capable of it. So yeah, Jesper Bratt is an extremely important part of this team. So I'm gonna go with what Dan said. My tone, you're up. Yeah, my next guy is a six foot six uh, defenseman. You know, Kevin Ball, right? Kevin I mean, Ball. I think Kevin Ball. He, uh, you know, played. What did he play last year? Forty two games, I believe. He was. He definitely became a devil last year, I felt like. He, had, he was strong in the playoffs. Um, we all believe that Ball has a place on this team, definitely. And I think now, again, with some of the guys we've taken off the roster, I think to, for us to have a good season, we need Ball to be the guy that we expect him to be. Because I don't know – we always talk about Nemitz. I don't know if Nemitz is in the plans. So that's why I'm not even – I'm kind of pretending he's not – I did with Holtz, too, I kind of – Bobby going to him, I kind of left him out of the plans. like Because I think the Devils don't consider that they – they want him to make the team and do what he needs to do, but I think they're thinking ahead without him in a way. Um, I think both guys are on completely different trajectories yeah. as far as the team goes. You yeah. know, Ball, I mean, a guy like Nemec, if Nemec, if Nemec doesn't blow everybody out of the water in this training camp, no big deal. He gets another year in Utica. Next year. If Holtz, yeah, if Holtz doesn't make this team, gone. yeah, yeah, Levi's, it's a yeah. it's a different different story, but. I agree with you. I mean, Kevin Ball is a huge part of this team, and you're right. He did, you know, become a devil, and I, I think his upside's huge. I really do. Um, I like him, and I think he can play pretty much anywhere on any of those three pairings. So that's a good one, Tone. What do you got, Dan? Very good. I totally agree because I was not thinking defensemen. I think for the reason that you said, like, a, a couple of our new defensemen, number one, they get a pass. And the other ones, we just, like I said about Marino, we just kind of assume – Ball kind of sits somewhere else, so that's a great call. He's a guy who could have a, a real year-changing or career-changing year ahead of him, which would be huge for the Devils. But on my list, I put Curtis Lazar. Ooh, now, ooh. You know why? Because I feel like he's a guy that is on the bubble like with usefulness in his te- on this team. And he's got so many things like he can offer this team. He's never really got a chance to. So a lot of Devils fans, including myself, kind of like forget about him like, yeah, we got this Curtis Lazar guy. He was okay in a couple games. He only played a handful of games with us. We have yeah. yet to see what he can do. And I think like the few th- times that he was really clicking, he was not only doing his job, he was like leading from that. And I think like this guy has a, so much he can give to this team that nobody sees coming, including you know his own team maybe uh, because he didn't get used I think nearly enough last year. And I think that he never really made a misstep. You know, there was guys who were pulled out of the lineup last year, late in the season, and in the playoffs that you, you totally got. Like you had the bench wood; it was getting crazy. You know, you had to pull certain guys out of the lineup. It was just a, a, a you know a given. The Lazar actually is one of those guys. I'm like, why is he out of the lineup? He's been a plus, you know, a, 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 a great factor for the devil. You know, the whole game. So I'm looking for him to see if he can really gel with this team and be. More of a leader than anybody sees uh, coming through in his he play. He was injured right away, wasn't he? he was yeah, of, you know, he was. Guy, and that is an gets, important part. So you know, he gets traded up from Vancouver. He can't get o- into the country right away because right. he had problems Visa with trouble. his passport. Yeah, I think his wife just wanted to use free health insurance because you don't get that pregnant. here, uh, right? Yeah, but she, whatever it, it was, he couldn't fully join the team. Like yeah. two or three games it, late, it, right? It took it took a lot longer to, to get yeah. him. Plus, I said like he had a pregnant wife at home. Gets here, mm-hmm. I think he played two or three games. He got injured, and then he came in. But but when we saw him come into the playoffs, and I believe it was a few of the mm-hmm. later games in the Rangers series, and right. we were talking about when Wood was benched and everything, and he came in and he did have that 
calming kind of presence. He, yes. he brought that bottom six kind of like, all right, guys, chill the fuck out. I know right. what I'm doing. And he scored a couple of goals. I think he had yes. like two goals in that Ranger series. Yes, he did. That, you're right. He is like a, it's a little bit of a secret weapon that we don't yeah. really know uh, how he fits in or what he's going to do. But, you know, Fitzgerald went out and got him for a reason. Yeah. It's it like he be... bought that thing that you forgot you had, and you're like, oh, shit, I got this. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You have one of those things, you're like, I fucking have one of these. I can't yeah. believe I, I fucking don't... had a Curtis Lazar oh, the whole shit. time. I didn't yeah, even realize it. here. I bought it a while ago, and I forgot I had him. I put him in the drawer. I didn't drawer. even fucking realize it. Yeah, exactly. Open the drawer. There's Lazar. Lazar right. drawer. He's in the junk drawer. The Lazar drawer. The whatnot drawer. <laughs> you're up, Bob. Um, I got to tell you, both. I wanted to find a spot for Ball and Lazar, but in a list of five, I just couldn't. So sure. my number three is actually Akira Schmidt, and here's why. VTech had a phenomenal regular season. We were very happy with him all year long. So if Schmidt is actually in there half the time or more, that means that he's having an even better year than V. And that's great for the team. So, for number three, I go with Schmidt. If this guy takes the net halfway through the year, that means we're in really good shape. Can't argue with that. My number three guy is uh, is a big guy, is a big name, is a good, and that's Timo. It's Timo Meyer. Look, this dude is bringing a game that the Devils did not have anybody that can play that his style. Um, last season and he's here for the entire year again locked up this dude isn't going anywhere he got his money and the how dynamic of a player he can be not just scoring goals but the physicality what he brings on the ice is an intangible we did not see at all last year so i think having just this one dude changes the entire makeup of the top six because he does play, I mean, it's like, all right, you're playing the Devils. You know they're going to just fly up and down. It's puck possession, and that's it. You're not going to get your hands on the puck. But if you can get a shot, you take the shot, right? Well, now you got Timo doing it. It does change. People are going to think twice um, before going in and taking out Heischer or taking out Hughes, depending on where he's playing, because he can hit you a lot fucking harder than most people in the league. I think Timo Meyer is super important to this team just because it's an element that we said from the beginning of the year we were lacking and we finally have it. So how much better does this team get with this dude on the on, in the lineup for 82 games plus? Um, I'm excited to see. So I, I think he's extremely important. It's huge. Down to the final two. So I'm going to go with the guy, who, and this might be a little surprising, I guess, but I'm going to go with the guy who played for like 52 games for us in net last year, Vanacek. Um because we may see some growing pains again with, with Schmidt this year. Um, and I feel like Vanacek really – what sucked for him was he really fizzled out in the playoffs. And it was it looked bad, right? You just you saw him collapse there. It was just maybe he was tired. I don't know. The last couple of weeks of the season we know there was some issues too. But I do believe that for us to have a successful season, especially if we're going to do the, the, the model now of two goalies, you know, and if we're not going to make – this can change tomorrow. I mean, you can look at Twitter tomorrow. We can make a move. Who knows? You know, there's a couple goalies, obviously, they're talking about. But I think for us to really have a strong season next year, we may really need to rely on him. And, uh, you know, he has 33 wins in the regular season last year. Like I said, I don't know what happened at the end. I don't know if it was just – he's not used to handling that much of a workload maybe, you know. Um, but, like I said, I do think for us to have a good season next year – because I'm not, I don't know how Schmidt's going to do. I don't know if he's going to take over the starting role. I hope he does, you know. Um, but if we're going to run two, I think we got to have, he has to have a really strong season for us. Yeah, I can't argue with that. And well, sure, I mean, I'll get into goaltending later, but, uh, you know, so you can kind of see where my, my list is going. Yeah. But I agree with you. What do you got, Dan? Dan, you're muted, buddy. We agree with you down there. <laughs> <laughs> it got so loud in my house, I had to mute myself. Forgot I did it. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I like that call a lot. And I, I heard you guys talked about goalies the last two guys who went, and, and I have some on my list too. So that's interesting, and I like the perspectives. They were good. Um, for next on my list is somebody who Bobby brought up earlier, McLeod. I thought McLeod was a huge deal. I like, you know, Bobby, what you touched on, I agree with most of that there too. I'll just say that, like, He's one of those guys who was so strong at his job. And then also, like, he was on a line that had such a big impact 
but now has a new face. We don't have wood there. You know, we're, we're, you know, has everything shaken down. And he's like maybe the constant there. Now, it's funny because all year I kind of equated him and Bastion in importance, but more as a joke because it seemed like when Bastion was out, we couldn't do anything, which it didn't make sense to me because McLeod was the guy with the numbers. McLeod was, I think, the guy with the better vision on that team, uh, on that line. So uh, I'm, I put him as like a very huge part because I, I sense there has to be change with his play and his role. And it's going to be for the better or the worse. So, like, if, if McLeod's not having a good year, I, I know that line's not doing well, and I know we're in trouble. And if McLeod's, like, doing what he should do, it's huge for this team. It makes a very uh, offensive team that has changed his character still have a super effective fourth line. That's huge. So Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, it, I would love to see, like Bobby mentioned, Michael McLeod, you know, maybe moving up and maybe having a little bit more of a role in this team and more ice time. But really, that fourth line, which is so important for a winning team, to have him centering that line, I just think it helps so much with the depth of this team. Uh, he's he just, makes us stronger. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just amazing at face-offs. I mean, here's a guy that you can just throw in against anybody. I mean, anybody in the league. And he'll jump in, and he'll take that face-off, hop off the ice. You get Hughes out, whoever you need. Yeah. But... Uh, Michael McLeod is such an important part of this. I feel like as he gets older too, he can go the route of being like the super like no no first line can beat me guy. You know those fourth lines that have done expert over the years from various teams of shutting down the top line because that one guy is like the master at that. He's spent his whole career. I feel like we're we're gonna see that from McLeod potentially. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I I absolutely love Michael McLeod. I've been a cheerleader of his for a long time. But we'll see how it goes. What do you got, Bob? Number two. Number two is Luke Hughes. Mm. The potential that we have with this kid, if he can actually put forth the amount of offense that is possible for him, in addition to the offense we're already getting from the blue line, would be incredible. Um, I think on the last show I talked about maybe him getting, say, 10 goals. But imagine if he paces more than that. If he's on 12, 15, 13 goals, all the assists, just what he can do to put us over the top. And again, I'm coming from the regular season. I'm not coming from like, you know, how we're going to win the cup. I'm just saying most valuable people to help us get some points to get where we need to go. This guy's a major X factor. So he can bring a lot to the table. At the very least, he replaces Severson's numbers. So let's put that at baseline. And then realize he's probably going to put up more. So what does that do for us? Is it two or three game-winning goals? I don't know. All I know is that him there and his kind of mojo is going to go a long way for this team. Look, we all know that to develop as a defenseman, it takes a lot longer than it does to develop as a forward. And I've never in my life seen a dude that got better, so much better, not just, and we've said this, not just game to game, but shift to shift. Like, this guy throughout the course of a game was better in the third period than he was in the first. And it was because he learned. I mean, this dude just learns as he goes. I think that Luke Hughes is going to be an absolute stud in this league. I agree with you. He's going to, you know, this year is going to be extremely fun to watch. But throughout his career... He's going to be right up there. Kale McCarr, Luke Hughes, those are the guys that are he'll – be, he'll be spoken with them. Bobby, uh, I, I can't disagree with you on substance. That's a great point. But I happened to notice something that was quite beside the point while you were speaking. You have picked up a little Pennsylvania in your accent. Probably. You noticed that too? <laughs> Dude, I think it's just because he's drinking a little bit. He just so fucking Pennsylvania just now. I wasn't going to say anything, dude. but I fucking and noticed it. makes me it. worry about my reality well, because guys. I started wondering. It's true. He, wait, hold on, dude. What if he's only been consciously keeping some jersey in his voice for us, but he can't right now because he's drunk? Get here. He's Do you understand what I'm saying? Totally. He's putting yeah, out an here, accent for us. Get or is it subconscious? He, I'm speaking of that he totally – no, I could play back the tape. I'm pretty sure you're going to realize you sounded a little PA there. It's he's not about the accent in PA. They always like, tell me about my New Jersey accent. What? Wait, what? Oh, no, my God. No. He's accepted PA as his baseline now. <laughs> yeah, can you send him some Everybody of those? Everybody has an accent, dude. You, can you send him some of those PA CDs man. you have, the English language? I'm muted. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, dude, I definitely picked up on that. Chris, tell me I'm not totally Jersey's my no, life. I, he, he, he said a couple words in the, la- in the last thing he was talking with Luke Hughes and yes. it clicked in my head. And I thought maybe out, it was it, just, it was just him like, drinking. Yeah. And then when you brought Listen. it up, yes, you're right. I mean, he didn't uh, quite it, say water. He didn't say water. No, he didn't. But or he didn't go wash a, his car. Warsh, we've warsh we've been through this so many times. I'm bringing yeah. the show down. I don't need to be here. I love <laughs> just it. Just go. You, you just made my night, just so you know. My <laughs> dude, you can talk all the PA you want. I love it. And you my, know what's weird with Tony? You know I I'm like it. 90 minutes from home, right? <laughs> like I know. Fucking there is a... Tony's like eight hours. <laughs> like, come on. I know, but Tony doesn't have any accent he picked up. What? At all? Like zero. And he went across the world. Yeah, and yet you're 90 minutes away up. and you have an accent so I don't know it's Crazy. pretty interesting Crazy. I think it just uh, I think it did come out and did, went to drinking definitely yeah <laughs> I think so, it was I, I love it all our linguists out there are just loving life right now Bob's got a collection of Flyers jerseys hanging up in his closet fuck you <laughs> he's gonna turn the wall around he's got a secret wall he's gonna flip it around and just show it tattoo of Eric Lindros on his ass oh my god you've been hiding the accent Bobby that's all for the what show. What's the other one? Show me the Bobby other one. Show me the other one, Bob. Stanley <laughs> Cups. Yeah, that's a nice little thing oh. you got there, Bob. I like it. Oh, shit. Dejardin. 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 I didn't know. Eric Lindros did nudes. Let's get back on track. Wait, why are we annoying? Somebody did something. Bobby unplugged and replugged. Thank Bob has to do his thing. This is the acid episode. This is really fucking crazy. Bob, get your echo cancellation off. Get the accent, and then we all descend into madness. All right. I think we're good. He's muted now, but whatever. All right, let's try and get this fucking thing on track here. My number two guy. I'm actually kind of surprised that... Okay, yeah. I'm so a little bit surprised that nobody else had this guy on. Uh, is Andre Pilat? Um, Don't be look, so sure. Somebody else got him as number one. That's true. That's true. We, we're not done. But Andre Pilat, you know, if he's injury free, uh, that finally have that veteran leadership be able to come in. The dude is tough as fucking nails. Um, you know, he really is. He, he, you remember that fucking game where he got his teeth knocked out, went back out, you know, got yes. stitched up, yes. came back he, in, even scored a goal. Like, oh, my God. Uh, that that was that was digging deep. He was, yes. I mean, what a face he had when he came back out. He was amazing. Exactly. And and I think Andre Pilat, you know, he has a big contract. Uh, he came over with a lot of hype. And I just think that this is the year now. He Last year was kind of a throwaway. He showed up in the playoffs and he played well. But I expect big things from Andre Pilat. And to have a dude with that pedigree on a third line is just goes to show, again, the depth of this team. I think it is extremely important that he stays healthy. And especially with, like we said, like there was nobody else on our team that I think would have done what he did when he got his teeth knocked out and then came back and then, like we said, scored and a like fucking we said, goal. Like scored a fucking goal. I'm still <laughs> Bobby, Bobby's just... Plug something, Plug something in, in and it messed in. up. <laughs> this is this crazy. Is crazy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is the worst. It's the best. Bob, is your echo cancellation on? <laughs> I'm like, I know I smoked the ball with Jesus. Yes. The three of us are all <laughs> echoing. Holy shit. Anymore. <laughs> He's out of his mind. He's fucking drunk out of his ass. Bobby's sponsored by Bud Light tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> back. Let's see if this works uh-huh. now. Better? All right. You got a number one to go to, Tone. So whenever you're ready, oh. you could start. Okay. I'm going to catch my breath here. Okay. So I'm going to go with a guy who played 80 games for us last year. He was a plus 27. And if you'll notice, most of my list sticks to defense. Um, yeah, you went defense. I didn't get anybody yeah. on defense. I like. I do because that. I think that's one thing we really have to, you know, has to prove for us from last year. And I think that uh, Siegenthaler, he brings experience. Um, you know, yeah, there was a bad penalty. We all remember in the playoffs, but this happens. Um, 
but I really believe he has to have a strong season. I think that we can have one of the best defenses in the league in the next two years. Um, I do think we're going to, which I have mentioned in the last couple episodes, we're going to see some growing pains. We're going to see some mistakes. You know, Bobby Luke uses a great pick. I, I thought of those guys. I just thought you guys would pick some of them, so I thought I would go to some other areas that I think that we needed. And I do think that uh, Luke Hughes is going to have a great season. We saw him do nothing but improve last year. Every game, every like Chris said, every shift. I mean, uh, you, you, I only have the highest expectations for him, but I think Siegenthaler has to have a good season. And um, I do like him, and I think that he's, you know, he's Severson's gone now. He's pretty much one of the older dudes back there. And, uh, you know, I think that it would be great if he has a good season, and I think he will, I hope, <laughs> at least. I like Siegenthaler. I, I think that he might struggle a little bit this year to stay in the lineup every single game because of our depth right now at defense. Um, you know, with Miller, with Smith, and then who knows what the you know the big unknown in in Simone Nemec. But I liked since he came over. I thought he has been one of our most solid, consistent defensemen. Um, and then he showed a couple of flashes of offense this year. He had a couple of pretty goals. He did. So yeah, I, I like Siegenthaler. Yeah, I like Siegenthaler. Who's your number one, Dan? All right, now, you know these. I'll just say like all you, every explanation I've heard of somebody make for why they chose that player, it I thought has been excellent. Like I, even guys I was thinking, oh, definitely like that's. I mean, it's just you gave me a lot of food for thought. Some of you guys, and even the guys I thought were more givens that maybe you thought that weren't. I thought that was neat, and that's where my guy, top guy lies, Schmidt. And he came up before, and I was laughing because I heard. Both Bobby and Tony going over goaltenders, which I felt like they were going to be my number one no matter what, even though I didn't want to pick the obvious, because I tried hard to not pick just like, yeah, better hope Jack Hughes doesn't get hurt and not score because we're fucked, obviously we are. That's true. But, you know, like I was thinking in that mindset, but there's no way around it. Like the the, the goaltending is such a huge question and is such a huge factor how far his team's going to go this year. But then, even then, you're not done picking your number one, if you agree. Because, like, I think both of you guys make great arguments for each goaltender. You know, the argument for Vanacek that Tony made is excellent. I mean, he could be the number one solid guy for this team for years. Don't forget that. A lot of Devils fans have been like, oh, Vanacek's a question mark. We're moving on. Hopefully it's Schmidt. Hopefully we get Hellebuck. Hopefully we get somebody else. Hold on, motherfuckers. Vanacek is amazing. So if he settles in and has a great year, Tony's 100% right. But in the end, I, ch- I chose Smid because I feel like there's something in him that is like could totally elevate, could be such a game changer. Which you developed a rock solid, and let's just dare to dream for a second, guys. The next rock solid, you know, goalie of his generation, the Marty Brodeur, right? Of of his generation, there's a potential there that is so attractive, but it is such a like a long shot at this point. So it's I understand why he is or isn't on somebody's list. But the upside is so huge. If this guy has a solid year and is able to successfully take over from an otherwise solid Vanacek and be our number one and be like the, the you know the hot goaltender of his generation, this team is like is almost like picked a number one draft pick immediately. It's like such an amazing thing that is actually a potential this year. So I'm kind of excited about that, especially because when I thought about this, I was thinking I don't think we're going to go for the goaltender. I could be wrong. We could land a goalie next week or tomorrow, but or Monday or whatever it is. But it, I, I don't think we are. And in that scenario, Schmidt is the, got the hugest upside for this team. He could either be mediocre, eh, it's over. And that's honestly the most likely scenario. But if he's if he turns into be the guy he can be, this is going to totally change the whole year for this team. Can't argue. Bob, who's your number one? Number one, the name finally came up just before this. That's uh, Andre Palat. Um, this guy was probably the most underperformed per expectation on the entire team last year. And he was just starting to get warmed up. I saw glimpses of what he could do in the playoffs. It was pretty incredible, especially that one particular goal against Rangers. This guy scored eight goals. Eight goals for $6 million a year. If he can double that plus and be the leader we know he can be, he can drive this team a long way, and he's going to do that on the third line, which makes us extremely powerful. Andre Palat, my number one. If he improves, we're in good shape. He was another guy who was injured a lot last year, you know? Yeah, he had surgery. He was out for, I mean, I think he went down. He was out for a good two months. Yeah, maybe, he was out you for know, a while. Maybe even more. Maybe more than that, I think. 
But uh, my number one, I go with Dan, and it's not. It, I just did the entire position group. It's goaltending. It's that's it. I mean, I don't care, and I agree with you, Dan. It. I don't think there's a move unless it's Hollabuck. There's not going to be a move done. Uh, I just don't think anybody out there, and I, I would bet money that Tom Fitzgerald and the coaching staff believes the same. That there's just nobody out there that gives you a considerable upgrade. So what are you doing? You know, we're not going to move pieces just for the sake of moving pieces. So I think that we are with Schmidt and Vanacek. And I have zero issues with how they performed in the regular season. And if they do that again, that would be great. But our goaltending was fucking horrific in the playoffs. And that scares the shit out of me because this is no longer a team of, I hope we make the playoffs. This is, I hope we play for a Stanley Cup at some point. And so are you picking one goaltender more? I mean, I don't mean no, to interrupt you. I'm putting are, the are entire. You, so the, I got to ask you then, if you're just yeah. saying goaltending, I hear what you're saying. Like, dude, if we're going to go far, something's got to get better. Well, then that, you know, like I, I'm asking you, which one of these goalies okay. do you think, like, if uh, you have to like lean towards giving me a choice, which one you want to have that spectacular year? I want because to he's going to make the difference. I want Schmidt okay. for all the Schmitt. reasons you said because we saw glimpses of him during the regular season. He was fantastic every time he right. was called upon, whether it was a start, whether it was coming in cold off the bench. This mm-hmm. guy performed, and then he gets thrown in a really, really shitty situation in round one, down two games to none, going into Madison Square Garden, and this motherfucker wins a game. And then the next night he shuts him out. He yeah. played fantastic, but the wheels fell the fuck off in Carolina. Our not one of the – I don't know how many – I think other than game three, which was that ridiculous Devils put up nine or eight or nine that night, it was completely yes. uncharacteristic from both teams. Both teams, yeah, definitely. Every other game, the other four games, whoever started didn't finish. That mm-hmm. is unacceptable. You've got to be better and you got to play better in front of them and all the other shit. But goaltending is huge. I do believe – in Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt. I do, yep. especially Akira Schmidt. I do think that there is that potential uh, to have a franchise goalie that is spoken in the same, you know, breath as the Shesterkins and, you know, the Hollabucks and the Vasilevskis and the Soros and Sorokin and all the other great goalies that are in the league. I think Schmidt shows some of that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's a a big dude. He seems to friggin' always be in the right position. Uh, yep. He's got a nasty glove. I think he oh, can good. be. He can be the guy. But seems I so like under poise. Yes, you know? like he's got these weird hallmarks. He's not just mm-hmm. been there. He's had some certain hallmarks that are like, dude, that's kind of like the ideal goal t- goaltender. When yeah, it, like it, you know, this that or this that. You know, like if he's he starting to put the pieces together, together. right? Exactly. Yeah, that's the key. And uh, I like all these lists. And I think, you know, everybody made really good, valid points for everybody, like Dan said, for everybody that they picked. Um, this is I a really... Say, Crystal, I didn't put mine in any order, just so you got... I just kind of went... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You know, I'll sort your order I, out later. Yeah. I, I just... I don't... <laughs> I don't think that they're going to make any kind of move unless it's for Hollabuck. And even that one, I, I don't even know if they are really would have an appetite for a guy that wants $9 million a year. I think that your best, what they're probably thinking going into this season is if we make it to the second round or an Eastern Conference final and our goaltending is suspect, maybe Howell Buck doesn't get traded. Maybe Calgary mm-hmm. or Winnipeg mm-hmm. just decides this year, you know what, we got him for a fucking year. We want to make the playoffs. Let's yeah. keep him. Uh, and they don't trade him and he becomes a UFA at the end of the year, then maybe you can get him for nothing. Um, as far as giving down, things up. A little bit right what? now. I think, I think the longer he, the longer with Hellebuck it takes to get him moved, I think his value, maybe his value does go down a little bit. It goes down. It yeah, goes down. I mean, so. uh, even, even uh, you know, the, the Sorokin deal, that hurt his value. Mm-hmm. You know, Sorokin signed for, I think it was, yep. what, 8-2 eight, eight, or 8-3 okay. or something? Yeah. Around there, like you're asking for nine and a half. Sorokin just got eight three. Like you're in the Sorokin market. Um, so I think that yeah, and I also think there's a good chance that Winnipeg's going to say, I don't care if you don't want to play here, you don't want to sign an extension, you're under contract, you fucking play. We want to make the playoffs next year. And if he walks, maybe we would be a place that he a desirable place for him uh, down the road. Or if a perfect world, which we're all hoping, is that. We go and win the cup with Akira Schmidt. I mean, why not? 
Why not? Exactly. Why not? We got a devil you know before we uh, wrap it up tonight. What do you Wait, think? What? Uh, what? I gotta cue all that shit up. So tell me, tell everybody a little bit about Devil You Know. You know what, Dan? I will. I will tell my minute, and I will tell everybody about the Devil You Know. It is a fun game that we all play, where one of us gives clues today. That's me of a former devil, and Tony, Bobby, and Dan get to answer or Tony try, wins. try to try to answer. <laughs> Tony will probably get it on the second clue. Uh, I will give out the clues. They yell out answers. They get three incomplete answers before they are eliminated. Uh, three okay. incorrect answers. Okay. Sorry, before they're eliminated, they can ask me any question that they want, and I can any question answer it. Any question. Any it's question. like deeply personal. It can. I, I don't have to answer it. That was the beauty of this part, this game. Do you have is a deeply okay personal? They ask you like some, you know, off the wall, deeply personal question. Do you have a deeply personal question you want to ask me? No. Okay. Then devil, you know. Okay. Then why don't we just do this? <laughs> Shall we play a Buckle up, boys and girls. It is time for the Devil You Know on the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. All right. We should maybe think about changing that. Why? For what? Should be like what? Less, it should less be... part? I don't know. What are you talking about? That's the best, I, you know, that's the best part of the whole sounder. <laughs> Chris, you that ringtones out of that. <laughs> we should, like, delete... 75% of this show and just put that over and over again. Dude, that was one of the nicest parts I ever ripped in my life. This show will never Dude. achieve that kind of perfection. I agree. If we can only achieve the perfection of that fart. We will Let be that the... be our, our North Star. That's I stand corrected. My bad. <laughs> All right. This devil you know, this former devil, played 20 seasons in the NHL. He was drafted in the second round, 27th overall. I'm not going to give you the year yet that he Would was drafted. Would you instead give us the year? I'm not going to give you the year. <laughs> he is a Hall of Fame player. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2011. What, Bobby? Was he drafted by the Devils? No, he was not drafted by the Devils. Um, he did have a couple of career milestones while playing for the Devils. He in January of 2003 he scored his 500th career goal. Dave Anderson? No. Okay. Would you give me his first or last name? No. <laughs> it was uh, actually against uh, Kevin Weeks when he played for the Canes. Ah. Uh, and then February 23rd of the same year he scored his thousandth point against Pittsburgh. He played for one, two, three, five NHL teams. I wish these would like stay up on the screen so I could see everything you said all at once. I know I should write it yeah. down. I can't. I can't keep track of it all. And let's see. He is one of eleven players in NHL history to win mm-hmm. the cup with three or more teams. Okay. Okay. So he was with us for the two thousand and three cup. I gotcha. Joe Newendike. I said Joe. The Newendike. correct answer is Joe fucking Newendike. I said that oh. like two minutes ago. You did? Yesterday. Yeah. Did you say that? Like, like, I said no, Joe didn't Newen- say that. I heard Dave Anderson. <laughs> I said Dave Anderson. Rewind the tape. I said Joe Newendike. If you said Joe Newendike. I swear to God. Then you I got win. two, bro. You got two. I don't think well, you said it. I don't know. Though. I said uh, Joe Newendike. Okay. Well, play I swear to God. God. If you, you listen back, that? I believe you. I believe you. So I'm going to give you the point. for the listeners. Let's do this by trial by combat where the listeners decide. Which one of them? Like, we don't get to play back the tape. They do. They write us in. Who got that first? Was it Bobby or was it Tony? And you tell us who the, who the winner is because you guys listened. And you I know what? I did not hear Here's him say thing. that, though. Here's the thing. I know. Nobody heard me, so we just the, moved on. And I wanted to kind of interject, but mm-hmm. I didn't. My bad. If you I'm, said it, then there will be audio proof. If we all Bobby, listen back to the audience. It's not only that. It's going to be... It's going to be a popularity contest. The audience is going to decide which of you they like more. No. And they're going to for that person. But if we don't, if you, if you just mumble. Who they, who they like more. Which if one you, you just like mumble Joe Noonan, we don't hear you. No, I said, I said, I said, Joe Noonan, like, no, you said not like that. But if you, but listen, it blows his eardrum. I have no problem with giving you the point until we, unless we, you know, 
find I, out that I you were full of shit and you didn't say Joe Newendike and <laughs> Tony clearly did where we all heard him. So Tony would then get the point and would continue his streak to 12. Turn it over to the listeners. Turn it over to the listeners. Listen, Let them listen. vote. Okay. And I'm just happy to not be shut out. This huh? is a bonus point for me. There you I got go. Joe Newendike like two minutes ago. You said what? Joe Dewendike just now. Is that was your original? Was that your original the party in me, bro? <laughs> Joe, Joe your mom's a dyke. <laughs> Joe Dewendike, what? Now, Bobby, if you didn't say this, we're gonna have some fun with it. We well, will. Gonna, when I know, I said Joe Newendike. I mean, here's the thing: you have to say Joe Newendike. You can't just make up whatever garbly right. goofy. I didn't say thing. Joe Dan. And Maybe we didn't Mike. understand him with his Pennsylvania <laughs> accent. <laughs> Shut the fuck it's up! Bit, it's a little bit of Pennsylvania coming out. You see, Ryan Graves, they talk so much shit about me on the fucking show. <laughs> She's gonna go home and fucking draw pictures of Ryan in his long hair. Deflecting shots, it. saving goals. Yeah. Alright, so Bobby, you said Joe Newendike. If you said it, then you will absolutely get the point. We have no problem with that. We're not trying to keep anything from you, Bob. You're part of the mm. team. I, I don't team. agree. I think we're trying to keep something from Bob right now. <laughs> I don't need to be part of the team. I think what the goal is is to is to pit these guys against each other. I'm all for that. I am working my way out. Why do we not understand this? Fans to, to commit for them for no reason, whether they lied or not. I think I that's much like, more interesting like, than who cares what you. I just like the look on Tony's face. Tony, all right. I got you this time, brother. He's not a like Tony's not, hey, got got it. It. Tony, not Yeah, Tony's not arguing. Tony's not, not arguing. It. Tony's I cool. You say it. <laughs> I, I didn't hear you say it either, but we're going to trust you because, you know. I feel like Bobby said I hope I didn't say Jamie Langerbrunner. <laughs> did you fucking say Jamie no, Langerbrunner? No, I did not. <laughs> he was actually part of one of my clues. Uh, I can actually read some more. We should go through the clues anyway. Just So 1985 was uh, entry draft. If you guys had trouble, I was going to go. 1985 entry draft to Calgary. Uh, he played with the Flames, the Stars, the Devils. It's a great call. Uh, I, you know, I always forget about him being, ever being on our goddamn team. Just like Yager. He's never been a devil in my mind. Well, so this, is probably, this last clue is probably the reason why you don't think of him as a devil, but it would also okay. be the clue that makes you guys get it. Suffered a hip injury in the Eastern Conference Finals 2003, didn't right. play in the finals. That was a big deal. I think everybody would have remembered Joe Newendike for that. So Yeah, yeah. That's, that's and a good he had one. a very <laughs> famous line that said he's never played for a better captain than Scott Stevens. I believe During it. that parade. Yeah. Oh, wow. I believe yeah, that. The parade totally in the parking lot that we that. get so much shit for, which was fucking awesome. So, no, fuck everybody time. in their parking lot. I'll ask you guys a quick question, and uh, before we wrap it up, if they win a cup in this new arena, do you think there actually will be a parade in Newark? Yeah. Probably Broad Street. Yeah. You think Broad, so? Um, yeah. There'll be a parade. Definitely. I hope so, because I hated the parking lot shit. I mean, you know they're going to get at least a block to go around that's well thought out. Yeah, and at least around the arena. arena. You know? Oh, yeah, you, you could go a whole block almost in any direction, a whole block. Yeah. Not much more, but up to a whole block in any direction, and it's not too bad. So you can definitely per- make a parade route that, let's face it, is an area fairly equivalent to the parking lot, but looks a lot more like a real place. Mulberry yeah, Street. Thing. So sorry I said broad. There was a broad. But yeah, Mulberry Street, right across Mulberry. the front. Why are you talking that's about broads? Going. Hey, you broad. You dumb broad. Hey, broad. We got the two guys with the long hair, two guys with the shaved heads. What year is that? I mean, you can't. Has anybody not ironically said broads in the last, what, 20 years even? I don't know if anybody has said it. I think the last time I heard it, I was watching Mad Men. Generation doesn't do that. Dude, I was with these two broads the other day. You don't never hear that. That was not a Gen Xer thing. So that died with the boomers, I guess, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think it died in like. Probably in the fifties, those 60s. broads over there. Yeah, broads big in the twenties. All right, yeah. I um, think we're gonna wrap it up tonight. Um, okay. So we will get back and do another show in a couple of days, and we'll have some more fun stuff to talk about. Check mm-hmm. us out anywhere you guys get your podcast: uh, Amazon, Apple, Spotify. Give us five star review. Um, tell a friend that would be great, and um, hit us up. DM us, uh, Uncle Puckers at five gmail five dot stars? com. When you said five star. Five out of five stars, or what, how many five. stars is? It's five out of five. And leave a comment. Everything, everything okay. is five so stars. Jump to like a ten scale. Give us a ten, is what you're well, saying. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the max stars, stars available to you. Stars. 
the Mac right. Star is available to you. Hey, Chris, yeah. I want to thank you. You gave me. A, I got a song stuck in my head now here. It's a Indiana Jones, baby. Right? Yeah, it's stuck in my head. I almost opened up with it. Yeah, I'm just going to open up with it. Maybe next time. But check us out um, again on Twitter. Tony posts stuff every day. The show will be up uh, early tomorrow morning, if not tonight. Yep. So um, for your uh, your most or least favorite Uncle Pucker and take part in guessing which one of them won this contest. Yeah, uh, it's really it's on the listeners now. Be good. So you yes. gotta listen and email us or DM us on Twitter and let I mean, us know. Like it might take one fucking vote to decide this thing. Did Bobby say like Joe Newman's? <laughs> if Bobby, I want to hear from Dan and I are. I'm with Dan. I want to hear this shit right now. Tell the tape. It's gonna be right. I want to hear from the fans. Okay, we we're facts. Leave it up I to that. Was Joe Newman night? I mean, three of us missed it when he said it. First, I said Chris is a dick, and then I said Joe Newman night. That's just how again we didn't hear any. You might have said one thing underneath the other. All right. We're going to, we'll get to the bottom of this before the next show. Uh, on that note, Weirdy Uncle Puckers for Tony, Bob, Dan. I'm Chris. We'll see you when we see you. Puck is out. Peace, 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 peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace. I said it first. I said to him, like, it's not him to choose, like, it's Joe Newendike.